0: A World War II U.S. bomber, Sergeant John Conley described his experience of his plane getting shot down over Munich, Germany. Good news is he survived the crash. The bad news is is that he landed in Munich, Germany, behind enemy lines. He recalls how the German soldiers rushed the plane with their rifles drawn and he vividly remembers the voice of one German soldier in broken English say to him, you now, German prisoner. He was then put on a train and headed to and was sent to what he described was an inescapable prison camp where he was held captive. He was held as a slave. He was interrogated. And we all know the Nazis had a way of making people talk. And that was his life. Day by day, hour by hour, longing and hoping that one day he would be liberated from the hell that he was in. That's where we left off last week, captured. Captured because we, as a race, our first parents sold ourselves into captivity under not under the power of a tyrant in Germany, but under the power of sin, the power of death, and the power of Satan. And as we talked about last week, there's no way for you and I to get out from underneath those powers, not on our own. And because of the rebellion of Adam and Eve, who were created out of love, for love, to to love, and to love, they listened to the Satan's lie, the serpent's lie, which is the same play he does over and over and over again, lying and whispering in our ears and casting suspicion upon God. He doesn't really care. He's holding out on you. He doesn't want you to be happy. He doesn't love you. And so last week, the last verse we looked at last week was Genesis chapter 3, verse 9. And I remember, it was the moment immediately after the rebellion, after Adam and Eve rebelled. And verse 9 said this, the Lord God called to the man and said, where are you? And we looked at last week that that wasn't a where are you so that I might find you and punish you. but It was a where are you so that I might find you and come get you and bring you back and to rescue you. And that's the third part of the story. That's what we're going to look at today. And as often as we and and how big of a problem it is that we often don't grasp the bad news of being captured and what that means. I think a lot of times we don't fully grasp on this rescued part. And so where I want to start this week is just a couple verses after that verse, verse 9. And this is a couple of verses later in verse 15. Immediately after the rebellion, God speaks directly to the serpent. And he makes a promise. And that promise comes in verse 15 and says this. I, this is God speaking to the serpent. I will put enmity, hatred between you and the woman. And between your seed and her seed, he, Jesus, shall bruise at your head, and you shall bruise, or and you shall bruise his heel. So here on the worst day in history, when the rebellion takes place, and we talked about last week, the succession of the broken relationships that was just a whirlwind, the broken relationship between man and God, man and self, man and woman, man and creation. And the consequences that brought off right away, all that happened. And then God promises right away that he's going to do something. That there will be a day when the serpent's head is going to be crushed. And he promised that he would begin to undo the enemy's work through a woman. You may remember that bizarre scene in John chapter 2. Right? John chapter 2 and... The wedding feast at Cana, it's a very familiar scene to us, or a gospel passage. Mary turns to her son, Jesus, and says, we're out of wine. And Jesus, remember, gives kind of gives that cringeworthy response when we hear it. When he gives that cringeworthy response to his mother in verse 4, he says, woman, what do you have to do with me? Why would Jesus turn to his mother and call her woman? Kids, don't go home and try that, Right. (laughs) The Bible is identifying this woman who's now here, this woman with the woman all the way back in the beginning, the woman in the garden. Eve and Mary were both virgins. Eve and Mary both conceived without sin, both visited by an angel. Of course, Eve's angel was the fallen angel, the serpent. And both presented with a question or a proposal. And Eve is disobedient to God. And her no brought about the death of the human race. And Mary is obedient to God. And her yes brings about life to the human race. The image that you see on the handout that you should have gotten when you've walked in is the image there of Mary and Eve. The church is always understood as as Mary as the new Eve. And you see in that picture of Mary's hand, you, you see Eve there, her head down. She's just got a look of shame on her covered up and Mary's hand is on Eve's face and her other hand has Eve's hand and she has Eve's hand and it's guiding her to her stomach her baby bump the seed of which is going to eventually crush the head of the serpent which is going to set Eve free and so let's turn to Jesus here One place we can turn is actually a gospel passage that the church gives us that's proclaimed on Christmas Day. We may hear it in in a couple weeks here. And it's it's in John chapter 1, John 1, 1. And one of John starts his gospel with these three simple iconic words. And it's and it's these in the beginning. John. So right away, John wants to bring us back to what? John wants us to bring us back what we looked at two weeks ago, the very first verse, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 was what? In the beginning, John wants to say, listen here, listen to what I'm about to say. And he goes on and says, John 1 to to verse 4, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And then in verse 14, and that, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. It's as if John is saying, you guys got to listen. What I'm about to tell you is that the one who who created everything, the one who made the big dog star, of which seven quadrillion planet Earths can fit in, that God is about to be born. He wants to bring us back to Genesis one, one that God who created everything out of nothing, out of, out of a complete spot of just love, he's going to be born. Why? Because he's got to go on a rescue mission to get his people back. And that's why Jesus was born. And this is so critical. Jesus was not born to preach. Although he did preach, he was not born to do miracles and heal people. Although he was born, although he did heal people and do miracles. Jesus, the Bible is very clear. One of the best summation of that is in 1 John 3, 8. As clear as day, says this. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. To undo sin. To undo death. And to crush the head of the serpent. To give that fatal blow of which only he could do. And how did he do it? He did it by taking upon himself sin. He, he was born into sin. St. Paul puts it this way in Second Corinthians 5.21. He says, for our sake, he, the father, made him, Jesus, to be sin, who knew no sin. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. To say God, the creator, became sin. There are no words. There's no words for that. And how maybe just there's, I have a number of passages that you, on your sheet that you can look at. We can't get into all of them. I just want to say one, uh, t- to look at one spot where Jesus describes on what he came to do or, or, came, or maybe a better way to say how he did what he came to do. And it's in Matthew twelve twenty nine. Jesus, he speaks about himself as, this, as if he's a robber who's come to bust into someone's house to tie him up so that the things that this enemy has in hostage and held captive can go free. So in verse 29, Jesus says this about himself. He says, how can one enter a strong man's house? That's the devil. And plunder his goods. Who are his goods? It's you and me who are held captive under his power because of the fall. How can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? Then indeed he may plunder his goods and plunder his his house. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to tie up your enemy and my enemy so that we don't have to live in captivity anymore. We don't have to live under the power of sin and death. We don't have to live with with someone grasping at our heels all the time to live within his grasp. Sergeant John Conley, who we began here, that, start, that World War II bomber, he described the, mor- the, mo- the morning of April 16th, 1945. And I remember the first time I saw him recounting this story on a video. It was a day that he'll never forget, and he's recounting this now as a 90-year-old man. And as he's recounting it, only, he almost begins to weep when he describes the, the moment that he heard the roar of the British tanks coming into the camp. And he almost begins to weep because when he, when he recounts this because he knows, he could probably hear, he probably remembers the sound of the, the roar of those British troops. Because he knew when he heard the roar of those British troops coming into that camp, when he heard it, he knew he was going to be a free man. He knew he no longer had to live under the tyranny of whatever was going on in that camp. He knew that his life was forever changed that morning. And see what Jesus did for us is far greater than that. As bad as as the tyrant there of Hitler in in Germany and what was going on in that cat, Jesus coming and born in a manger and being under the tyrant of Satan and sin and death, he's defeated by going to the cross why he came and as if it's on the cross he's just kind of dangling his foot out his heel over satan and just saying bite it i dare you to bite it bite my heel i want you to bite it and of course satan seeing the flesh singing seeing the humanity he takes the bait as the church fathers talk about he took the bait and he bit and biting the heel brought about his own death why because what was concealed it was jesus's divinity it's the fact that he's God. It's the fact that that's God on the cross. It's why he came. And when he bit, when Satan bit, it's the moment that Jesus crushed the head of the serpent and the power of sin and the power of death does not have to be in your and my life anymore, any longer. Colossians 1, 13, 14 puts it this way. says, he, Jesus, has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We have been transferred from a power. We have been transferred from the power of darkness, transferred to a new power. And I promise you, we live under one of two powers. We were transferred at our baptism, but we can fall back into the different power through mortal sin. But that transfer that's taken place, transferred from the power of Satan to the power of God, it means this, it means that whatever, whatever I've walked into this church with this morning, whatever you've walked in the church with this morning, whatever area in my life where I'm not free, whether it's addiction, whether it's bad habits, whether it's resentment, wherever it is of feeling trapped, I can leave this church today a free man or free woman because of what he's done, because he's freed me, he's, he's, he's he's taken me out of captivity. I don't have to live under Satan's control or power anymore. I can change. I don't have to be stuck anymore because of what he's done for me, for you, because he rescued. This Advent series, we embarked to build our conviction, to arrive at Christmas this year different than we've ever had before. That's the story. That's the story. That's his story. That's our story. That's the story that's being forgotten today. Or if not forgotten, it's a story that more and more people, more and more people just have a whole hum attitude towards if the story's anything it's not something that deserves a whole hum response where's your conviction where's your conviction where's mine next week we're going to look at our response we're going to look at a respo- we're going to look at our response to this to what he's done, what will be our response?